Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, girl. Hey, welcome to another episode of my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. And today, OMG, I have one of my oldest OMG and dearest friends in the industry, Emma yes. Willman hanging What's out with going me. On? Hey, girl. Hey, wait. Emma and I, I, I've known you what now for four or five years? Yeah. You think five years, I guess? Yeah. We met at Sirius XM Radio. Yep. Um, and it's not called The Facility anymore. I'll call it Sirius XM uh, oh, wow. Radio. <laughs> this show's growth. Growth. <laughs> I'm learning how to let go. Yeah. Um. So that's how we met, and then when I got fired from right. the facility, right? I came over here, dear DNR Studios, and you came with me, which like yes. fucking amazing. And you were here for like a year. Yeah. And listen, the, it's just the nature of like the way I've structured the radio show. It's a rotation of co-hosts, and everybody that I I'm. I, <laughs> I'm really good at picking talent. I fucking know good talent when I see it. And But the bad part of that is when you pick a talent, they grow and they leave. But that's just the way it is. You know, also one thing I think that being with good with picking talent too, because it's like you, uh, you're talking to these people for a long time. Yes. So you, it's say if someone was going in for an, if this was like an interview of figuring people out, you're really getting to know people. By the way, I fucking love Fat Carrie Bradshaw. Oh my God, how good. Why is he so funny? Isn't he so good? He's so funny, it's weird. And then I followed him on Instagram afterwards, and then his Instagram started popping Blowing up. Blowing up. And, and I just was like, wait a minute, this guy is so funny. Fat Carrie Bradshaw is fucking amazing. He's great. Yeah. So he's on he's on the Taylor Strucker show. Cool. Have you met Jesse Jollis? Of course. I've known Jesse for years too. Dude. We did some videos, I think, for and she's super funny for oh fuck. We did some bustle. We did videos for Bustle. Yeah. Way back in the day. And then we tried to make our own videos for a now defunct underwear company. Stop. And we would have predicted that fall from Grace on their part. Can you say which company? It was it might be around it's called Thinks. It was Thinks. Ooh, man. period panties. Let me tell you. So you know how, so the CEO of this company thinks got in trouble, right? Wait, wait, it's defunct? It's gone now? I know that CEO that we worked with isn't there anymore. Okay. And we could have seen that coming. Do tell. So we had gone in, I had done this, um, I had done this podcast with another underwear company. I think you were on on it before. Dear Kate, where I used to talk to women about the first time they got their periods. Yes. Now, the reason how that came about was I had done a line in a commercial for them and then on their YouTube, people started sharing their story about memories with that. So I was like, oh, this could be fun, branded content to do. So we were doing that, going well. They stopped doing the underwear because Thinks like, took over. So then I asked Thinks if they'd be interested in that. No, they said, we'll do some videos. So I asked Jesse, you want to do some videos? And we go in and we met. And we were like, it was one of those things we left. And we were like, did that woman seem kind of weird to you? So it, she something was very off. Huh. And then when I read in the New York Times, which... She- for me to read something in the New York Times, it means that article's everywhere because I'm not naturally reading. <laughs> It'd be like if I heard it on NPR. You know, I'd be like, I heard it. You don't listen to NPR. <laughs> it was about the woman. I think she was sexually harassed. She's no. straight and she was like sexually harassing her female employee. No. Yes. No. No. Yes, I guess. You know, that's so crazy. I had a friend recently and I'm not going to go into <laughs> great detail because this is not public knowledge, but she had a female uh, superior not like her employer, but definitely like somebody who was like in the food chain above her. Yeah. And she was saying fucked up shit to her, like um, dress sexier, like like the, like it's it's media. So there was right. like there was like a like a like a Instagram component to it, let's say, or like a video mm. component, YouTube component. And she was like, yeah, you know, I really want you to dress more fuckable. Ooh, ooh, ruh-roh. And I'm like, wait a second. And I said to my friend. 
that's fucking Harvey Weinstein sexual harassment. She yeah. was like, yeah, but she's a straight woman. She's not hitting on me. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you can't say, and because I guess in it, I was reading it, she used to like kind of grab one of the, the employee that filed it. She would like grab the woman's boobs oh, and God. make comments about her weight in front of people. Really uncomfortable. Oh my God. Yeah. You know what? I actually had a female employer. Not cool. And we won't go into more detail than that as well because I get scared. But she, I did a shoot with her one time and she wanted me to like, she was very hands-on. And she wanted me to wear certain colors because it was like a certain time of the year is what okay. I'll say. And so I said, you know, I'm really comfortable in all black. And at that point I was like gaining weight. Now I look back and I'm like, I wish I was that weight, whatever. I digress. So I was like, well, I'm like, I, I'm kind of uncomfortable. Can I just wear like a, a like a sparkly necklace to like give it like pizzazz? Right, she's only, only if your tits are out. Yeah, right. And she was like, no, 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 no. You have to wear like certain colors. And I was like, I don't have that in my wardrobe right. and you're not giving me budget and you're not giving me a stylist. So fine. So I did my best and I like, she full on shamed me. Like she was like, like making fun of my outfit. Like this is so crazy. And, and she shot to a point where she was like, it's not working. I I like nothing and, you've brought. And I was and I was like, well, I brought an all black outfit just in case of the backup. Was she someone that was supposed to even be commenting on your wardrobe? Weren't you doing were you doing on camera stuff? It was on camera. Oh, it was on camera. And I will say she was for her position, it was kind of overstepping. Right. You know? And so anyway, so she took me in the bathroom and she said, You're gonna put on my dress. And I said, you're like a two. Right. I fucking can't. She's like, well, you're going to put on part of it. <laughs> she said, well, on you, it will be a shirt. Bitch. And so I was like, okay. So I was like, let's do it. So I put it on. And it fit. It, fit, it was my tits it were works. falling out. Right. Well, I mean, it was a shirt. Right. But when you're wearing someone's dress as a shirt, you right. don't really feel super awesome about yourself. Right. But then she had nothing to wear. So she had to put on my clothes oh, and God. she could not have made a bigger scene. She was like, oh my God, you see how huge these clothes are on me in front of everyone. Right. And she was like, I look, I look ridiculous. Those are her pants and her sweater. I look like fucking Santa Claus. Right. And I was like, is this for real right now? Like I'm supposed to go on camera, something I was not used to doing at that time and like crush. And I'm like feeling like this, like fat, like ill-fitted, like inappropriate blob woman. Right. It was like the fucking- Inappropriate blob woman. <laughs> it was That's horrible. A cart- Taylor's going to start a cartoon called Inappropriate Blob Woman. But like, yeah, straight women, I just want to let you know, you can actually be on a very dangerous Me Too line as well. Well, it's, and it's also really tough too. It's like if something makes you uncomfortable and you don't like something and something's inappropriate and then when is it sexual harassment too? And then the lines get like very like blurry and it gets, it gets, can get kind of confusing, especially if it's someone that like, has a naturally over-the-top personality because people should be able to be their over-the-top selves. Like, I remember in this meeting, but those two instances are like, that's not just over-the-top, that's uncomfortable. No. Like, lines are getting crossed. I remember when we were in the meeting, the woman, like, apologized at one point. She, no, she was talking about how she, we needed to do this now because she was going to go trip on shrooms for a week or something. Shut, stop so it. she needed to, <laughs> we needed to, like, get this, like, cleared away now. So then, like, before she, like, wiped her memory bank clean or something. <laughs> and then she didn't give us a work, the budget was not, it was impossible to do what we were asked to do with the budget. And the only the way we did it was because Jesse and someone she was working with just stayed up 24 hours editing the videos themselves. Damn. And we were looking back and we were like, okay, that's the type of thing we should have said no to. Yeah. You know, but then it was like a while later that something came out. And we were like, oh my God, that fucking woman. Like we knew it when we left the meeting, we were like, what was up with her? Turns out drugs, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, oh yeah, she mentioned it, but we didn't know. And now I don't know what, you know, sometimes you just get a feeling about someone and then you're like, oh, well, that that is verified. So that's how Jesse and I met. And then that's I'm so happy crazy. to see her pop up here. And I know her brother, Danny, who I think is really funny too. So funny. Well, so Emma is uh, in the podcasting world. Check out her yeah. podcast. She's got two. Yep. She's got Inside the Closet with Emma Wilman and mm-hmm. Mateo Lane. And then also, of course, Secret Sacred Keepers, Keepers Club, Club yeah. with Carly Aquilino. And I'm going to start my own. I want to start my own about uh, analyzing dreams. You think that's a good idea? Oh my God, that is so funny you fucking said that. Here, let me tell you. I'm here for it, Emma. Like, really? I fucking love it. Okay. But, uh-oh, but, oh, oh, when I was like serious, before you guys came on, yeah. it was just me and Kenny. We used to do this thing called Dream Talk. There was like a whole theme ooh, song. It was ooh. called Dream Talk, Dream Talk. Welcome to the show. Um, I loved it. I thought it was great. Kenny loved it. Turns out the audience fucking hated it. Really? Recently, people have been like, people keep making this analogy of like, ugh, like, you know, I don't want to see pictures of your baby the way, the same way I don't want to hear about your dream. And okay, I'm like, so I've heard I think that. dreams are fascinating. So I actually saw this woman do a joke about that that I thought was really funny. Her name's Shannon. And I'm going to totally botch the joke and I don't know her last name. So I've screwed this up. But she was talking- Congrats, Shannon. Congrats, this is your Shannon. moment. She, and so she said, the joke was something about where she was like, 
you know, when someone's describing a dream, they're giving you all these details that you just don't give a fuck about. They'll be like, I was in a, a, a blue pool. No, it was a green pool. No, it was an orange pool. No, it was a pink pool. Oh, what kind of pool was it? Oh, uh, it was a brown pool. Wait, wait, let me think what kind of pool it was. Um, uh, oh, yeah, olive green. No, no, to, no, maroon. And I was walking and my grandfather was there. No, it was my grandmother. What was it? And then they turned into a bug. And you're like, yeah, the amount of me not give a fuck is huge. So the way I was, and that I'm even trying to, even when I'm talking about it, because it's like with podcasts, everyone's like, what's the angle? What's the angle? Right. So that's how it, I was like, well, I'll talk to people about dreams they've had, then I'll try to analyze them with a dream expert. Maybe I don't even give a fuck about it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I think it's a good idea, but I'm just saying, I've no, heard recently people talking that. about that, and I'm like, I thought everybody loved my dreams. Right, right. Here I am. You guys don't care that I think my uncle's a walrus, and then I was a banker, and then I died, and I gave him Monopoly? <laughs> that doesn't seem interesting to you guys? Fuck. And also, aside from the podcasting, Emma is a fucking fantastic stand-up comedian. Um, you, I mean, you've, I think I recently wrote something on your Instagram. Follow Emma at Emma Wilman. Two M's, two L's, two N's. Yes, I had to think Woo! about it too. Yeah, <laughs> nailed it. Um, you did it right. But you are posting, You, I'm so here for you posting so, all like as much comedy as possible. But like, I've known you for so long that I've, clips, yeah. I've heard you like tell jokes on the air or then like I've seen you perform them and mm-hmm. set, but like you've always been hilarious, but there's something going on, sister. Desperation, that, Taylor. That's what it is. Well, it's working, sweetie Thanks. pie. I, I am it. like, I, because I spend most of my toilet time on Instagram. That's when I yeah. go exclusively while okay, question. Yes. Have you ever been on the toilet on on Instagram and then you you go to the bathroom and then you're still doing Instagram and then you get nervous that people were think you were in there pooping for like six hours? Because I've had that happen where I'll go to the bathroom, then I get distracted on Instagram. Yep. I'm done going to the bathroom in a normal amount of bathroom time, but I'm still on Instagram. So by the time I leave, it looks like No, because that I, to you. I don't go number two in public places if I can uh, if I can help it. And if I am, I'm in and I'm out. Even if you go pee, if you're on Instagram, they don't know no. what you're doing in there. Uh-uh. All they know is you've been in the bathroom for an hour and a half giggling or crying or whatever your reaction. <laughs> Instagram I is. They're going, be- what the fuck is Doug doing? Because you're on Instagram, but they don't know that. <laughs> I will hold it and then I will spend two hours in my bathroom at home. Okay. So you, so, so I need to do that. Cause like that happened the other day. I was on, I was at an airport. I went in, went pee, whatever. Boom, boom, boom. How long does that take? 30 seconds? Yes. I start texting with, I, it's like 15 minutes later, I leave and I'm like, oh, they must have thought I was just like in there having a problem <laughs> for quite a while. <laughs> So I got to get better about that. So I'm pooping and I'm watching my Instagram stories and going through Instagram and like very little on Instagram brings me joy these days. Mm. You know, it's like, I mean, and my friends are doing great and I'm fucking proud of everybody. Is social media ruining America? Great question, Emma. I'm it's not even you... my own. Someone else asked me that the other day. I feel I said, like it is and it isn't because look at people America, like us. Y'all. Right. We are able to cultivate our own audiences sure. and build our own thing. We don't have to have the man at Universal Studios say like, right. kid, you're really going to be a star. Right, right. So I like social media for giving us our own platform. Right. But it is kind of, I think, robbing us of like genuine connection. Sure. And like actual, just like we are constantly not feeling fucking FOMO. I don't even want to swim with the stingray. Oh. But when I see it. Right. On Instagram story, totally. I'm like, why the fuck am I not swimming with the stingrays? To- a- amen. <laughs> totally. A hundred percent. And then, and you're like, how is it? And I think it can be definitely really destructive too to people. Cause like, like at least we'll see how manipulated it is sometimes. Uh-huh. Like I saw this picture. It's the highlight reel of your life. Highlight reel of your life. And also now there's times where I'm like, I didn't even know media could be, I'm still being surprised at how media can be manipulated. Like there's a picture of James Corden and he was doing his carpool karaoke, but he was getting like the car was being towed while he was doing the carpool karaoke. And so someone was like, what? He's not really driving. And then he was like, I usually am driving, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, oh, yeah. He, I mean, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But we, you never fucking know what's happening. No. Because they cut and edit. And like I've seen stuff and I go, oh, I never did. It's just it's just and that's Instagram's like a little microcosm of that. Totally. I actually just inst- uh, interviewed somebody named Ashley Maleo. I don't think you know her because I know mm-hmm. you're not like a huge Bravo watcher, but she was a daughter on The Real Housewives of New Jersey for forever. Like and her mom was like one of the OGs. My girlfriend was on an episode of Real Housewives Beverly Hills. I, I wanted to tell you about that. No! Yeah. Wait, wait, tell me about that first. Okay. It was, well, she's, so she's, a, the, I'm still dating the makeup artist. Okay. So Emma's dating life when you were on the regular show we was, used, it was called Emma's was dating, dating Dilemma. dilemma. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it was like Emma's good at mental health problems. And Emma went on a date one time. I'm sorry. So we have to tell things, the story. Please. And she um, had just gone grocery Fucking shopping. <laughs> you gone grocery shopping. Yeah, I had. And she like panicked at the end of the date and didn't know like how to say goodbye to the girl. Beginning so she gave her, 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 gr- oh, you beginning. beginning. Yeah. And you gave all your groceries 
to your date. Yeah. In one of the weirdest social interactions ever to happen on a fucking first date. Amen. She was a hairdresser and also a hairdresser. She said, come by, I'll do your hair. I said, okay. Then I said, hey, can I bring you snacks? She said, yep. So I got my groceries. I got like two bags of groceries, which, you know what? My bad for bringing that in the first place. (laughs) I think this was a second date and she had just said swing by the salon. So I was like, oh, I'm in the area. Get her some groceries. Do you want snacks? Yeah. So I get her a couple snacks, put them on top of the bag. I go in and then she goes, oh, you're so sweet. You shouldn't have it. And I was like, huh? And then she just grabs the bags. Oh, I misremembered this And then I was like, wait. And I didn't have the heart to be like, no, you just, the top part, that's just for you. And then she was like texting me throughout the week. Like, I can't believe you got me all these like, you know, apples. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I didn't. But (laughs) she turned out to be a God, a Satan worshiper. Oh, yeah. And I don't take that stuff lightly. <laughs> we so, we didn't really connect. And then I remember- But do you mean figuratively she's Satan? No. Or do you mean she would literally worship Satan? Like Taylor, 666? I hadn't realized it, but as part of her, it was like something in her Instagram had 666 in it. Stop. And I said, <gasps> I hate, I am not into that. No, get that out of here. <laughs> I don't like it. Not a fan. I don't even, th- I'm like not into it. I don't even think it's funny. Like I'm like, no, Lucifer. Like, no, 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 no. Bad. <laughs> you know? So I was going to tell you that Ashley, when I had her on the podcast, was saying that, like, she has watched scenes before where things are cut out of sequence. She said, if mm-hmm, you watch very closely, mm-hmm. like, I'll have my bag on, then I'm fighting, my bag's gone. And then when I'm talking to the police, my bag's back on again right. in the exact same way. She's like, because it happened at before. Right. So there are things that are taken out of context. So wait, so you and have that's someone, And that's someone's job, literally, on shows, is Editors. to say- well, even on shows, they'll have someone, I don't know if they do it on reality, but they'll say, okay, Taylor, when you sat down, your cup was full. We need to refill your cup. Continuity. Continuity. It's continuity. It. Yeah. yeah, it's really important because that's how you can, and listen, it happens all the time. Right. Like, it happened even like with Game of Thrones. There was like a fucking Starbucks coffee oh, yeah. cup on the table. So it happens all the time, but like you can tell when that stuff happens that like, yes, sometimes they they take things out of chronological order, right. which is fucking with the truth to some degree. And it's making it more entertaining. So maybe that's not a bad thing too. Cause I'm like, well, I'm watching this to be entertained, not to necessarily. But then I think if you're in the person in it, you're like, Hey, like I didn't say I think rabbits shouldn't be allowed to live in the forest exactly. or whatever. You said, but I like, want rabbit soup. And now I look like I'm anti-rabbit. <laughs> and in this day and age, you're going to get in big trouble for being anti-rabbit. Big trouble. <laughs> Authenticity is key. Key, 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 yeah. key. But I do feel like, you know, like we're all guilty of editing our lives just by the fact that we use social media. But wait, oh, so yeah. you're dating the same girl. Same so it's been, girl. We're how in a relationship. Now? It's <gasps> been a while and it's one of the most, it's one of the easiest relationships I've ever had. She's so um, low maintenance and she's just great. She, and, you know, because she's a makeup artist, hairdresser, she and she works in the business, but with, she works with, okay, she used to work with musicians and athletes, and then it turned into, now she sees, like, a smaller group of clients that are just, like, private clients, so I mean, they're, like, I think it's, like, she has an actress she always works with, she's got this, like, billionaire tech guy, Ooh, she does his hair. Elon Musk? No, he's really nice, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say his name, he's don't really say nice, yeah, I won't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, uh, don't say it. He's so nice, like, I haven't met him, but he's just, he's someone who, like, worked really hard, invented something, it went public, he became worth a billion dollars, and he retired. And was like, I'm good. Living the dream. Living the dream. And she says, really nice, but you know what? She says that he's always asking her to set him up with people because she's he, she, he's like, I'm not really connected to, I'm sure he doesn't feel like this, but normal people anymore. Right. And he has a hard time. He's like, it's you he still wants that. When I was married to husband, who was my rich ex-husband, in case people don't know. Um, <laughs> Welcome to the show. I remember, yeah, it's me. Yeah. Um, I Do you not listen to me? I remember... That we moved into Tri- to Tribeca and he was kind of like, hey, we should meet some new friends in the building. And I'm like, well, we have lots of friends. And he's like, yeah, but we should meet friends that like can do stuff with us that we want to do. Right. And, I rem- and I'm like, I oh. see, I'll read between the lines, but it right. was like, let's get some fucking rich friends because right. we're fucking rich. And there is, and I- And he he's wasn't- looking for the opposite of that now because I think now all of his friends are mega rich. So he wants some so normal he wants, people. And I think he's maybe looking for someone that maybe wouldn't, you know- uh, want him because he's literally worth a billion dollars. Now, here's the problem with that. It's crazy. How in hard is that? So we stayed at his apartment in, um, he's in a place in New York and it's insane. It's the same, it's, it's, I've never been in something like this. It's in, it's Describe. insane. It's, um, it's one of, it's one of the Kushner buildings, which I didn't know when it, the Kushners live in it in New York. It's, it's oh. in Soho and it's very nondescript on is the it, outside. Is it, like, is it like a big, big, big skyscrapers or like a low key? It's very low key on the outside. Yeah. And then you go in and it's like every, Bananas. nuts. But when I, so the reason we live there. Does it have stairs in it? 
No, but it's it's absolutely huge. I asked because I watched Million Dollar Listing, and I was like, I, I was I, like, I, I was like, maybe I can go through all the apartments. It's I've got seen. a, I mean, it's got elevator that leads you right into it. But but so I say all this to we've got so many stories to catch up on. And he and he doesn't even like live here. No, no, no. He, he but he but so the reason we even live there, I'll say this, and I, I promise I'll tell the, the Beverly Hills story. Yeah. This, so my, my apartment in New York, I have a studio, and then I'll rent it out when I'm gone. Yes. So I was going to be in town. And you're gone a lot. And I was gone a lot, especially now I live in L.A. So I was going to come into Thanksgiving to be at my aunt's place in Connecticut. So my mom was like, oh, great. So we'll uh, we'll stay at your place and we'll spend some time in New York. We'll have dinner with your sister. Then we'll go to your aunt's. Great. So then Ashley, the makeup artist, was like. Your girlfriend. My girlfriend was like. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, I'm going to. She was going to come to New York. She's like, the next time you go to New York, I'm going to come. I said, great. So then it was around Thanksgiving and I my mom, I was like, okay, mom, like get a hotel. Now my mom can get a hotel, but she, I was like, shit, she's going to want to s- spend more time with me. And my mom was like, but if Ashley comes, then I guess it might be weird for her because we're all going to want to spend time together. So I guess we'll just all stay at your place in the studio. That might be weird, but it's okay with me. <laughs> your mom. And I was like, Ugh. and I didn't have the heart to be like, no, that's weird. Yeah. That's just, that's just weird. So I didn't have the heart to do it. So I actually, I was like, you know, my mom wants to make sure we get to spend more time together. Parents. And so Ashley was they like. They know no boundaries. And Ashley was like, let me ask my client if we can stay at his place. He's got like five bedrooms. So he said, sure, no problem. So then oh. we got to stay at his place. With the whole fam? With just my mom. And she was like, she was like, this is nice. You know, it's, <laughs> it, there's like, like Rembrandt's in the place. It's, it's beyond nice. I can't, it's so I nice. I not but it also is, I was like, yeah, he's like, do we know any nice girls that would like him that like, not because he's super rich. But it's like, even when you say that people are like, oh, I'll like him, but not because he's super rich. Like, I mean, I like him. Yeah, me too. I'm like, I'll, <laughs> I'll take the guy. I'm moving in. You know, like, I mean, if it doesn't work out for me and Tay, like he's mine. Right. Exactly. I call dibs. And I guess he's like really like sincere and nice. So, How old is he? 30s. Young. Shut up. Yeah. He's cute too. I saw pictures. I said, why does he have any problem dating? Because he doesn't have any problem I got dating. A girl. I got a girl. What's yeah. his type? Let's find it for real. Are um, you kidding me? I think I he will likes gladly... people that are like, maybe like funny and cool and can go to lots of different events. Cause Quirky, I... smart, tall, think... thin. Yes. I mean, Taylor's she... sister. Oh, cool. so, okay, great. She's so, newly single. So I'm not joking. She's a carbon copy of Tay. Oh, She's wow. like fucking real bookwormy. She's awesome. in tech. Oh, great. Awesome. And like, she's fucking hot. That'd be cool. But she's like a real person. Yeah, I think that's what he's looking for. Okay, okay. Missing link. Oh my God. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And then he'll buy us stuff, right? Yay. <laughs> See, that's the problem. That's the problem. Because when someone's at that level, like every interaction, then you got two people over in the corner, like- We set you up? Yeah. Like a finder's fee. Give me the finder's fee. One million dollars. You know it's nothing to you. Are you paying for this, by the way? You know what I mean? And I was like, what's a thank you gift I give him? I go, I can't get him anything. She goes, no, you got the whole point is just treat him like a normal person. Right. So I said, all right. So I got him, you know, a couple knickknacks and I go, is how's this? And she was like, that's fine. She's like, just got to be normal. Right. Rich people get really, they just want to be, they just want to be normal. Right. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Right, and that's the other thing you can't you don't you know can't sympathize for the person too much. But well, I, I I'm 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 here to set him okay, up. Okay, we'll do some matchmaking. Like, but he lives where? I mean, he they I think people with billions. He of lives in the world. The he owns yeah. the world. I don't know where that he was like Bora Bora. I don't I don't know. Like she'll fucking move. Yes, I mean, <laughs> but I think it's like something like he lives a lot of different places. Maybe okay, but he's super nice. So okay, okay, nice guy. Okay, nice, normal guy. Short, tall. I think I've never met him in person. I think normal. Good. Normal she likes height. that. Yeah. She's attracted to it. Yep. She's tall, but she likes the guy who's a little bit like a couple so inches shorter. she broke up? Was it a big breakup? Were they together a long time? She it, it, No, it wasn't like super, super long, but she was just, she she's, Tay's sister is like, she's the baby of the family. Yep. She's got like all older siblings that are all like in long-term relationships or like married with kids. And, you know, I have to give her credit because it was funny. Recently, she was talking about how she... She just broke up with the guy she was dating and she feels really bad. Yeah. But she said it just, he wasn't my person. Right. It, he didn't do anything wrong. That's he just, good she didn't waste his time. And I was like, so we were talking about it. And of course, Tay's mom and me were like, oh, when is she going to meet on guy? You know, right. we were like, and my tailor was like, you guys, she knows what she wants and doesn't want. Isn't that a good thing? And I was like, actually, she probably shouldn't take advice from me considering that I married somebody because they asked me to marry them. I like, get it. Like, I'm like, oh, you like me? Oh, we can get married, I guess. Totally. I don't really know how I feel totally. about you. But it's like the the first person I ever like pursued and wanted to be with was my girlfriend, Taylor. Right. Every other guy I dated, no offense, guys, but it's the truth. Like, they were like, I like you. And I was like, oh, 
want to get married? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's how it is. That I when I graduated college, the first job interview I went on, which literally was to be a recruiter for construction executives. This made no sense. <laughs> and they said, "Oh, they wanted to hire me." And I went, "Oh, all right. I guess I have to work here now." And then I worked there and it was a disaster because I don't know anything about construction. Like I had no and I I couldn't and then I was like I just took it because then someone asked if I wanted to do it. Because they was, wanted you. Because they wanted me. I go, yeah. oh, well, must, it's a match made in heaven. Yeah. Cut to a what week What do later. I want? Forget that. Right. They want, mm-hmm. let me give them what they want. Runaway Bride. Have you seen that movie? Totally. Classic. In it, he's talking about what is your favorite way to have eggs? And then she, whatever she says, she realizes was what all of her ex-husband's favorite were to, were to have eggs. And he goes, you don't even know how you like your eggs. Yeah. So, sounds a little critical of him. But, you know, the point stands. It's like you, Accurate. you're you just saying it because the other person says it. And then you got to take a minute and go, I hate, I hate runny eggs. Right. You know, I like all eggs personally, but. My, my favorite right now is a little zucchini. Ooh. And I make like a frittata. Fancy. With some Parmesan cheese. Good for you. Yeah, girl. It's the best. Good I have, for you. I have it like once a, once a day. I'm Are you not cooking joking. a lot at home? Uh, oh, oh, and then you got to come see our new house. It's so, and I call it a house. It's a fucking house. They posted on it on the, fa- they've been posting about you talking about it on the Facebook group. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's like public pictures of it. I have to do an apartment tour, but you like. Should. It's a good idea. I kind of feel like I'm invading my own privacy, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I also feel like I owe it to the audience. So like right. I have yet to do it because I guess I'm conflicted, but like I'll fucking just do it. But like um, it's so fucking sick. It's like totally changed my life. And like now I'm like exercising, I'm dieting. Oh, that's great. I'm like getting really on track. I'm like very clear. I feel like you and I How are you doing the exercising? I so um the guy who I do you remember Anthony Carino, don't you? Yes, of course. It's yeah. his place. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's great. So his fiance runs this um workout place called Jane Do. Cool. And they're it's all it's all dance like based. Jane Doe. You all know, yeah. Or is that not No, like. totally. Yeah. But Jane that- Do. Right. I wonder how people oh, fuck up I and say it. Jane Doe. So like Jane is doing things. Exactly. Not, Jane not being is dead. A dead body. <laughs> <laughs> That's freaking into Is she Italian? Yes. That's very Italian yes. ever. Yes. Yeah. So um, they're all, they're, it's all dance based and they're all former Rockettes. Oh God. Yeah. And you're doing that? It's that awesome. so scary. It's so scary and hard, but it's awesome. And so she has a studio right near where I live. So I just go work out there now. So That's it's like, great. they gave me an apartment. They're giving me a, my health back. They're setting they're giving you up. They're me a future. That's great. Um, So I'm like in a good place. You're in a good place. Yeah, it I mean, seems. So you're in LA. I'm in LA. You're with your girlfriend now for how long? I guess it's been, I mean, there we all all know if you listen to when I was on the radio show, you know that there wasn't much lag time between me and the person I was with before. Listen, a little over Um, there was not much lag time between me and Taylor from my fucking marriage. I've been no seeing a therapist judgment. too since, like, actually going, like, talking to a therapist every week and like unpacking stuff. And but this this relationship is really, um, it's just really easy, and it's such a small world because she dated. Darren's ex. Darren Carp, who is also on the radio show now. Yeah, even though I'll tell you this, my uh, girlfriend is nothing. Her and Darren are very different. Very different. I don't want anyone thinking I would date a man one. I don't know <laughs> if Darren identifies as a man one, but he's a little masculine. I just don't want anything. One thing that is, I'm just saying my girlfriend's very feminine. I not that it matters. Wanted, not that it matters. I wanted to talk ones. about this man yeah, yeah. one thing because sure. I'm feeling very man one-ish nope. lately. A tr- you got it. Yes. Man one can be a look, but a man one can also be a, like, a, like, a, a, like a, a vibe and a man one can also be like a way of life. I'm telling you, Emma, I'm but a man you, one. You might be more, no. You know what's interesting with Carson? Women ones always think they're the man ones because <laughs> they're like, I make the plans. I did the arrangements. Someone could be a more alpha woman, a more, you know, no. driven woman. I'm going to tell you why I'm the man one, but no. But wait, so no. for for Car- Carson and Darren, Darren gives also, off. I know this is totally problematic. It's just a fun talking point. So, oh yeah, we know that we should be yeah, calling yeah. man ones it's and an women's energy. ones. It's an energy. And we're lesbians and we're allowed to. Yeah. Okay, so just like right. back the fuck off. Right. We're LGBTQ+. We're allowed. Sure. For now. Yeah. We got we'll get in trouble in five years. Room. Right. <laughs> you know, for this exact conversation. But so Darren and Carson are, so there's different types of lesbians, right? Mm-hmm. There's um, all different types of people. Th- exactly. There are, um, there's like butch lesbians mm-hmm. and sometimes butch lesbians will be together. Mm-hmm. Right. Then there's like lipstick lesbians mm-hmm. where they just basically look like they're like in a, I don't know, like a, um, blurred lines video mm-hmm. models just making out with each other. Yep. They're also called porn stars. Right. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. And then there's like couples who there's a more feminine one and then there's a more masculine one. Right. But even in those... And then on, there's twins. And those butch on butch ones though, I bet one of them, because it's not necessarily about men and women, it's about the energy of yin and yang. And I think sometimes, like the trainer that I see, 
he's this big Jack guy, right? And we were talking and he was talking about, I was talking about, I said, oh, you know, my girlfriend's got so much stuff. She wants, we're setting up in her apartment and we're doing all this, all these activities. And I go, you know, she's the woman one. And he goes, oh, well, I'm the one that always does that with me and my wife. And then he goes, you know, I don't think gender roles really exist anymore. And I was like, great. Great question. So he's right. And so I, so. But they actually do. He's right. Because when a guy does a woman thing, like, okay, so like, let's say you're in a heterosexual relationship. It's and about the, guy the balance refuses of a relationship. To kill the mouse. Right. You, you're like, you fucking pussy. Right. Do it. It's. Well, Man I guess, up. I guess if you're a really aggressive wife, that's you call kind, your husband a that's fucking That's the kind of pussy. wife I was. <laughs> yeah. Right. Not to brag. You fucking pussy. You fucking oh, pussy. Fucking fine, that's that my bug. girl. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a, I think it's about like the energy of like, you know, like just two different people complimenting each other. Yes. And then I'm just ascribing a gender to those different energies. Oh, I'm here for it. I mean, I remember when I was straight. I use air quotes when I say that. Like when someone's that having sex, one of the people's going to be on top. Right. Right. That's a man one. That's a man one. <laughs> and, and even, no, but a woman can be on top and then she's still the woman one though. So it gets tricky. <laughs> it gets tricky. It's just how they're on top is a different energy. When I was married, I remember. The man one's pounding, the woman one's riding. Exactly. Not, to, not to get too dirty. <laughs> So when I was married to Wasbin, I this article came out. It was like in Cosmo maybe because I was working at Sirius and it was like by the year 2025, more women in American households will be the breadwinners over sure. men. And I was like, Hell yeah, good for them. Furious. No, oh, I was oh, livid. No, bad. Livid. Right. Because I was like, no, that's a man's job. Right. And I, I grew up in such a traditional home. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. My dad was a breadwinner, yada, yada, yada. And like, you know, cut to my life now. Thank God that study existed. Right. And, and, and it's possible because if women are the breadwinners and they got to make a little bit more money, am I right? Am I right? But it's like, it is crazy. I, I very much ascribe to gender roles, even now that I'm in like a genderless type of a scenario. It's very ingrained in our head. Race, class, gender stuff is just like, we, we don't even know it. how entrenched it is because it's everywhere in the marketing. That's how people use th- to market things. So even if I do a Facebook ad, I had yeah. started thinking, okay, well, who responds to me the most? Okay, usually actually it's like the people that come out to shows usually are more women, even though I do get along really well with men. So I was like, all right. So that's when I, if I do a Facebook ad, I'll start doing it, you know, What's 18 to 55 year old women. women. Exactly. Just because I just notice you're trying to heighten what you're already getting traction with. We are moving away from gender roles, but they will never, I mean, it's going to take like another century to fully just evolve and, 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 and not gonna see be, gender. And, there's still going to be, I mean, these things are like talking points that sometimes, I mean, what, then in 20 years, everyone's just going to be sitting in silence because there's words have been taken away because their words are problematic. Yeah, seriously. So like I want oysters and then other than that you can't say anything else and I'll be like there just won't even be any way to describe stuff you know I'm with you it's getting it's the pendulum swingeth a little too far yeah it's getting tricky and then it could swing back and then that's so scary too I was watching the Grammys recently and I was like oh my god you know like it's so gay everyone was gay everyone everyone and it's like rappers are gay and this is amazing they're combining country with rap music what's going on there are no boundaries but then I get scared that like there's gonna be people that are like it's gone too far Right, yeah. <laughs> and that would be the president. Right. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> oh God. And then I get scared. I mean, you know, government, the government, I don't know like when it's passing and maybe it already has, but they're like basically pushing to make it, n- make it like not illegal to fire somebody based on sexual orientation. Oh boy. So like you could fire somebody for being LGBTQ. Right. That's well, fucking scary. You know, something that they're forgetting too is when you have something that ambiguous for why they're firing person, a person, that's just not going to affect people in those groups. That's going to affect anyone that's going to want to say that they think that you're that. So say, I don't like someone. I'll say, guess what? They're fired because they're gay. And the person will be like, I'm not gay. And I'll be like, prove it. You know, uh, like have sex with your wife in front of me. And like, that's all of us going to start permitting that. And then they're doing it. And I go, oh, I still think you're gay. Fired. And then they'll go, well, you're gay. And we're both fired. And then there's this guy <laughs> and that guy. Because it's like, how do you necessarily prove that? So then you're like, and, uh, and, and you're just firing people you don't like. And we come back to who our president is. You're fired. You're fired. Right. You're fired. Right. He's just trying to make basically his reality show America. Right. Terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Let's not even. Let's not even. No more politics. But with the gender roles and stuff. So I will so say. So that's all to say that I, that I always. That I just don't you want you to. preface it yeah. by saying. Yeah. But I will say that I think that Darren and her girlfriend Carson. Yeah. Are actually like there's there's a there's a, a subgroup of lesbians. They're twins. Right. So they're basically just attracted to themselves. Well, Carson and Darren are like, they're identical. I mean, not identical, but they look a lot alike. And they both and have Darren's very- super cute. So cute. They're, yeah. both, they're both like, they are feminine, but they they have very masculine energy. Interesting. Like, I feel like they walk with the bit with serious big dick energy. Interesting. Like, I always say that Darren's a frat boy. 
Interesting. A horny frat boy. And my she'll say, thank you. My girlfriend's definitely not frat boyish at all. She's very classy. So, but this idea of the man one. So you have this, uh, you've had the joke. You have the joke. Yeah. It's on your Instagram. Go find it and watch it. It's my, it's so fucking funny, Emma. I was literally, I watched it like 10 times. It's fun to do. You know, but I Can feel Can you like, do it right now? Or is that like weird to put you on the spot? I know nah, it's different to I mean, be on I'm a podcast. I mean, I'm so beaten down at this point, but this is it. But you, or you can go to my Instagram. I always say- um, or, or, or just give the general. Uh, I always uh, say, you know, like I like to say that I, uh, p- people that have listened to me before, are like we get it, we get it, we get it. But I always like to say when I'm in a relationship, I'm the man one, I'm the man one. I stomp <laughs> around, I'm the man one. But women <laughs> ones hate it. They're always like the man one. What? Oh my god, you sound obnoxious and ignorant. Like you don't even know what you're talking about. And I'm like, yeah, see, I'm the man one. <laughs> You women ones just talk. You don't listen. I love it. It's so fucking good. I appreciate that. Thank um, you. I love it so much. I Now, you have been, have you been doing stand-up? Because you were on tour with Stas, Stassi. Oh, so girl. how is that going? Okay, so here's the deal. You know my feelings about com- like comedians because I worked with a true comedian for like eight years straight. So right. I learned comedy through the eyes of Kenny. Now those, but these things are getting blurry too because I know. there's stand-up comedy, there's jokes. And you know what? At the end of the day, is someone giving someone a good time? Is someone making somebody laugh? Here's the thing. It, I worked with a comedian for Four hours, like when we were like in our heyday, four hours, Monday through Friday. I was literally in comedy training with him. Uh We were doing fucking live improv and I was just trying to keep up with him. My job was to host and drive, but I also like to play. So when he's telling the jokes, I also want to counter. It was like sparring almost in a friendly way. And so I definitely learned from him and also watching him on stage. But I also learned to respect comedy and be like, comedians are people. It's like, what what do they say? It's like, but have you like bombed in a basement? That's like, that's a comedian thing where they, they, they are on the nightclub scene, which is a really hard to get hands down it is hard like stand-up I, comedy is the hardest hardest part of this entire it's, industry it's really tough on your head like second I, is radio you think so well, i believe it it's like marathon running well, i don't understand so and i don't even understand how actors do it i mean that to me i think is the weirdest truly yeah, don't they're just gonna playing pretend it's hard because it it's hard it's right. supposed to be real pretend in real way there's like a whole psychology of it. i mean it's like a it's a tough but like with comedy it's a very real-time mind screw. Like, I had three shows yesterday. Uh, first one, great. Second one, I was all frazzled. And then the third one was one of the best shows of my life. So it's like, you're well, just that, like... Well, <laughs> the audience, you guys need to know this. You play a massive role Oh, very important. Otherwise, we'd just be talking to ourselves. I mean, we could do this in a vacuum. It feels like right. we know you're there and we love you when we need Appreciate you there. It. Because that's how we actually make money. So thank between, you. It's the difference between us being total psychopaths. Oh, yeah. I would say if I didn't have this job, I'd be in a padded room. Right. Just like, talking to yourself. Jacket. And they'd be like, what are you doing in there, Taylor? Podcasting. Trust me. Trust <laughs> like, me. That scary girl in the craft at and the end. And she's be, like, he's in me. That's it'd probably be a good podcast, actually. Be fantastic. You know? Well, <laughs> something to think about. Live from the psych ward. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but, you know, and even radio, it's like, we don't get that immediate feedback. But like, I grew up doing theater when I was younger, but it's been so long right. since I've had a live audience. So going on tour with Stassi, yeah. that shit was fucking scary. And yeah. I will tell you, you guys have so much power. I hope you understand that. When you go to a comedy show or a live show, like you could make or break our souls. Sure. Like, we've come off stage and been like, we know we did good. We know we did what we always right. do. We are all crying. Right, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Bo's like, why? I'm not crying. You're crying. We're all crying. What, what, what the fuck happened? Also, sometimes someone can go out to see someone. I remember I opened up for this guy who's really famous, not a comedian. He did, uh, not even, I don't even know if he's really famous, but he did something, he did some like trivia show and all these people came out to see him. And then when he was on, they were giving him nothing, nothing. And then when the show was done, they were all signed up to do a meet and greet and we're like, oh my God, I love you. So it was like, they were just almost starstruck watching him do his thing. <sighs> and so, that's, and Bo reminds us that he's like, people are watching. Some people, when they, he's like, they think they're watching TV. So sometimes people, when they watch TV, right. they make no more noise. Sometimes people look like they want to punch you in the vagina. Right. Like that's just how they look. That's their right. face. And I'm like, well, don't they know that I'm actually here? Right, exactly. <laughs> I can see you. You can see me. It's, you know, it's tricky. <laughs> it's crazy. But I will say, so- Cause to, how, like, how was the traveling when you did it? Fucking brutal, man. Yeah. It's fucking brutal. But, and we're going to start, we're starting up again, going on a spring tour. Great. And we're going to be on a tour bus. Okay, that's good. What were you on before? We were just flying, and okay. which is so brutal. Yeah, it is. So I don't know, but tour bus, dude, that's fucking hard too. I've never done that. Well, I'll let you know Please how it do. is. So you'll get your own little like bunk bed? You got it. Stassi wow. was like, we're going to pull a match in the back and you're sleep with me and Bo. And Bo and I looked at each other. We're like, like no. no. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, he needs to bang you. Yeah. And I don't want to be in the room for Right. That. Yeah. So, no, 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 no. Um, she's like, we're not having sex with the tour bus. Anyway, <laughs> she was, she's so, she's so nice to me. It's beyond. Like, she's so concerned about me not feeling like I'm not, you know, a part of their Absolutely. team. Well, having someone offering for you is like, 
like it's like what now I have this my friend Justin open for me when I get to bring an opener and I'm he's I remember when I was opening for people I was like oh my god thank you for having me it's such a good opportunity but now to him I'm like uh, hey man thanks for coming because I'm like that's I, how Stassi's I'm, I'm like, paying him myself I know he's not making as much as I am but also it's like I'm doing more of the work but still it's like, yeah. I'm like but thank you so much like you're getting it all ready for me it's like inviting people over to your house and he's like the person setting the tone and all that stuff it's like a big it's a huge amount of trust and appreciation well that makes me too. feel good I mean yeah, when I first started with Stassi huge. I was I was like I feel so bad she's paying me I'm not worth this like like she's gonna she's gonna regret this she's gonna wish she could take she's us probably a tour. so grateful like she's, she's so like great. and having someone that you like to spend time with and like well the tour I manager mean, like said to me you know in the beginning the tour manager like tortured me a little bit his name's Gary ha ha fuck you Gary I actually I love Gary he wrote me a song his banjo we're best friends oh boy but he was basically like you know when we we set the mic up, he's like, "This is Stassi's mic. It's bedazzled. It's mic number one. This is Bo's mic. It's number two. Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. You're mic number three. Hear that last mic. You're number three. You're bottom of the totem pole. I'm like, I get it, Gary. Yeah, hey, I'm fuck off, Gary. How about you're a grown man and you're traveling with a banjo? You need an emotional support banjo. <laughs> what mic are you? Uh, none. That privilege was taken away because you're a meanie. How about that? And but how about thing, I know what Mike I am? Or buddy. he'd be like, you know, you're the opener. Don't look, don't look at the headliner. But he, they, he'd be joking. He's totally yeah, joking. Yeah. But he, but but he did say like, hey, it, no problem, Gary. Guess what? You're disposable. Okay. <laughs> but I will say, like on this tour, he really has been like this relationship is really special because, mm. and I think again, it's changing, right? right? So before it was like if you were an opener. You were like poo-poo on the bottom of the headliner shoe. Like you were just so lucky to be there. He said he literally would have opening acts be like, I if like fire the opener. I'm sorry, he would have headliners fire the opener because they looked at them walking wow. through the stage at the hallway. Yeah. Wow. And he said it's he's seen the craziest shit. But I think things are changing. But like for me, to answer your question, am I doing stand-up? I mean, girl, pff, I guess I'm now finally trying to. Sure. But I don't even feel like I have I have owned or earned the like I've earned the chops to even say, yeah, I'm doing stand-up. That's how I feel about acting. Where I'm <sighs> like, I don't know. I don't even know. Like, that, I truly don't even know. I know I'm beaten down from going on the freaking auditions to Dude. get me out of here, but I just... I don't know. It just is what it is. But but, these, but you did say it's changing. I mean, because like, I feel like there are, like, old-school comedians that feel like if you didn't do it... And then the, you got these people on TikTok dancing around with a cat making a billion dollars. So, so, so what's your perspective? Because you are comedy, and you are... But you're also... You are you are evolved. You see like how you can kind of cross over into different lanes. Oh, I'm thinking of getting on TikTok myself. You know, whatever. <laughs> do it. I'm on TikTok. Whatever. whatever Dan's TikTok. how to use it, but I'm going to figure it out. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting close because it's like I'm like you know I'm just getting you know you get you you get tired and then you're like okay I got to like figure out what's going to stick and give me traction so I can like move ahead because it's like you know, it's a beatdown sometimes. So TikTok it is. You're going to see me on there doing back that ass up or whatever. I don't know what kids are doing on there. But I'm going to do that bibbidi-bobbidi-boo Haven't even heard of that. We'll, we'll do our- it's real cool. If you listen back one time, Taylor and I had an audition where we had to pretend we were a, a tooth fairy. We were we were toilet we were toilet paper toilet paper, paper towel fairy. fairies and we had to sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star but in different ways. So they asked me to do it like I was in a heavy metal band, right? So Emma could hear me, uh, but they didn't ask the anyone else to do it like they were in a heavy metal band. I'm like, so, twinkle Twinkle yeah. Little Star, and I committed, man. And so I heard that I heard the person before her just singing it like normal. Then Taylor goes in and does that, and I was like what is she doing? Because I didn't know they had asked her to do, do it like that. I was like, she's going in. Mortified. How did they sing it to her as a kid? <laughs> What's wrong with her parents? What happened? Devil worshiper. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so actually, my girlfriend was on Real Housewives. Tell me. So she was doing the hair for one of them and then they put her in like the background on it. And she said that, she said that that show is actually accurate. She yeah. was like, they weren't spinning it. Those women were that they were just filming them. Like she was like, I've been on sets where, you know, yeah, they're manipulating it. Nope. Like here to report, that is how it is. Like they are like that. You They're just teal, brought me the tears so were real. much joy because there's been a lot of people now questioning, like Bravo's under some weird scrutiny right now and a lot of At shows are being what questioned. She, witnessed. she was like, I went there, they put them together, they filmed, they drank, they filmed. Yeah. The, the real, there was the real crying, the woman that- Was she just on it this past season? It must have yes. been. Yes. Yeah. With Denise Richards. Did um, you hear about but, that with Brandy Glanville? She wasn't the one whose hair she was doing. She was doing Chelsea Grammer's wife's hair. Chelsea Grammer. Yes. Um, Camilla. Um, 
Camille, Camille Grammer. Yeah, she said she, she said she was really nice. Oh, I fucking hate Camille. She said she was really nice. I don't know anything about the show. She I just hate from watching. Really nice. I, I I hate I hate her from watching the show. But that's just like me as a fan. She I'm said she was fan. really nice. She said the tear, tears were real, and she was like, I mean, she was doing her hair, but she's also a makeup artist, so she's getting like you know tears everywhere all over the makeup. So she was trying to. A lot of audiences are trying to call out all these shows, being like they're fake, they're fake, they're fucking not fake. I I yes, watch not that I, one. I, the Vanderpump is so real. It is really? so real. Isn't that it? If they like. If they only caught all the extra shit that happens right. when they're not filming, because shit, they're just dramatic people. They're right. always fucking fighting with each other, and they're letting it rip because they are getting paid. Or, or they're they letting it rip because they let it, even when the cameras aren't rolling, they're letting it rip. Wow. They let it rip because they let it rip. Right? They're a real group of friends. Right? At least, well, I mean, the new people are different, but like that core crew, they are like people are all like mad that they're like successful. It's like that's what fucking happens right. when you get put on a reality television right. show. Right? Um, but. So, yeah, so that happened. Um, wait, so back to this man one thing. Yes, anything. Okay, so I really feel like I'm the man one and I mm -hmm. need to talk about this with you. So I started feeling like the man one, like maybe a couple years into my relationship with Taylor. Because right. like when I first met her, like she was like, she's got like um, swag for days. Mm -hmm. Like she's like, she's tall, thin, blonde, like an off-duty model. But little, little fact about lesbian community and models, mm. a lot of models are lesbians. Oh, that's interesting. Taylor I've, told me that. Well, I, I knew a lot of, supposedly a lot of strippers are, but but I had this friend that was a stripper way back in the day and she said that it made it easier for her to strip because she didn't care as much what the guys thought because she it's wasn't genius. nervous around them. And it, I was like, oh, I never thought of that. She was attracted to them. Yeah. That makes sense. Same right. with models. Right. Got all these male that's photographers being creepos and they're like, whatever. Right. We're gay. Right. So, um, but like Tay definitely, Luke, you can attest this. She's got like a, like a masculine. Absolutely. Like, like demeanor about for her. hundred percent. But then sometimes she wears dresses and it makes me so mad and I get confused. Well, like, I don't even know you anymore. So I would definitely say well, she was for her. the identifi identifiably like man one in the yes. beginning. But I'm older. Mm -hmm. For right now, I am more established in my career. I well, I'm doesn't older. matter. Woman, the woman one can be the woman one. It could be a stay-at-home dad. But I make. Then, but I, I I am the breadwinner, which yep. makes you feel more like the man one. Nope. But what what recently? I think that's internalized sexism, thinking that the woman one can't be the breadwinner, and then they ascribe it to being right. the man one, right? Because it's thinking that the man one's supposed to be the breadwinner, but that has nothing to do with the man one. Who loses the arguments? I'm betting it's okay. Taylor. So touche, no touche to that because you I, are you argue you argue laps around her, and at a certain point she gets beaten down, and she just says, "I'm sorry, you're right, I'm wrong." She's the man one. I thought I thought Taylor was the man one because she had swag. Then I thought I was the man one because I was making more money. You're right. I was wrong. That's sexist. I am officially the man one now because we are doing this delicate dance. Not so delicate. I'm rapidly losing where she's the one that tells me tonight's a fun night or tonight's not a fun night. Tonight oh. we can drink wine. Tonight we can't drink wine. Tonight we can be play. Tonight it's time to go to bed. She is the boss of my life. Very woman one of her. <laughs> like, and what, she, what happened is when well, we know, met. Maybe, it's, maybe it is. Maybe, it, maybe it's not so black and white. When we met. Maybe I, it is a gay relationship. When, I confused. <laughs> when we met, I was the exact same person I am today. Right. She changed on me. That's such a woman one thing to do. Yeah, it's like, remember corrected. when we were young and fancy and carefree? And, and you we had not boss me around. And you woman? didn't boss me yeah. around. Yeah. And now she's like getting like, you know, cutting back on drinking and like being healthy and like trying to get like good sleep patterns and like, I don't know, taking care of her body and stupid shit like that. Now is she, And now she has officially become the woman one and she nags me. Oh, I was going to say, is there nagging involved? Now I can guarantee there's people listening to this right now and you're just bashing your head into the thing thinking, how could, this is so problematic. Like where, you know what? It, it, it's funny. It's just funny. And I you know what I realized? Funny. Poor men. Yeah. Men. Truly, like, yes, fine. White male privilege, it's been a thing. It's like, go away. It's right, enough right. is enough. But I will say, when men are in heterosexual relationships with women, Beat okay? down. My God, you know what you do? You say you're sorry when you're not because you yeah. just want to be happy and get right. along. Right. You you don't know when you're going to get in trouble. Right. You're always like walking on eggshells. Totally. It's fucking scary it's, being a man one. It is. It's hard out. It's, it's hard out there. Hard out on these man ones. And then you get, and then there's these certain questions where you're like, mayday, mayday, because the other day, <laughs> You know, uh, my girlfriend said, she goes, just so you know, I've gained weight. I said, oh God, this, I said, uh, and he, I said, no, you have not. I don't think she has, but just her even saying that I'm like, oh boy, like that's like mayday, 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 mayday. mayday. You know what I mean? Like being a man once hard, like, like truly women in heterosexual relationships are for sure the boss of the relationship. And that's absolutely. why guys go to strip clubs. 
and they stay out drinking with their work friends. Right. Because they got to burn off some steam, man. Right. They're stressed as fuck. You got to be right somewhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then what I also realize is because I am a woman, I don't get societal privileges that men get. Mm. Like if I get drunk and stay out late, I'm a loser. A guy well, is just being a guy. Well, ex- well, at a certain point, I think if it was a guy in his, how old are you? 35? Oh my God, I love you. Yes, I'm 35. So so, so, so you're 28, but like, it's like- Oh once, yes, I love you more. I'm 28. Once, once you're out of college at a certain point, that does get that. It wouldn't be like, oh, boys will be boys but it so is, much But it is, but boys will be boys. Like if a guy's going to a strip club, it's kind of like, it's not ideal, but it's like right. guys- like, I, feel I mean, like, look, my sister's husband would be in a lot of trouble if he was out. Oh, my dad I mean, would be just, castrated. Right, exactly. So it's not all, you know what I mean? Like it's- That's true. And I remember the stripper said- And I'd all, be like, oh, grow up. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. That's fair. So it's tricky. I mean, I remember when, I remember the girl I knew that was stripping, she once said she was always like, oh, men are assholes. And I was like, yeah, but they're paying to be an asshole in this very specific (laughs) environment. You know what I mean? Like if you worked at a movie theater, you're like, everybody in the world all the time is at the movies. And like, no, you're working at the movies and people are paying to go to the movies. So that's where you see most people. (laughs) So that's what they're, that's part of the experience they're paying for. Also not to stereotype, but the kind of guys that go to strip clubs a lot are assholes. It's a a very, it's a sample pool. Yeah. That isn't everybody. You know what what I I realized is I have all the social pressures of being a woman and then all like the like relationship pressures of being a man. Yeah. It's fucking exhausting. I didn't. I didn't know. I actually think I stand corrected. So I see. I see what you're saying. That is so interesting. So thank God us man ones are getting together, podcasting, and talking because girl, I miss you. I mean, uh, sorry, yeah, bro, oh. I miss you. Oh, <laughs> well, also, like, I definitely like to um, like gossip and talk more than my girlfriend does. Oh, me too. Taylor hates like, to gossip. Yeah. So she's like, "Why are you so negative?" She says, "Oh to my me, God." Ashley says that about me too. She goes, "Cause she she and the thing I remember, I go, I was only negative for about half an hour. I go, that's nothing. <laughs> nothing. I go, I go half an hour of negativity, half an hour of frustration and depression about career stuff. I go, that's that's nothing. I go, there's been that's days. A good day. I've been negative. That's a great day. <laughs> and she goes, "Yeah, but like you need to like I can hear you and I can hear you and you're just going <laughs> like you're frustrated." And I was like, "Yeah, but like for half an hour." I go, do you, half an hour. That's me putting in a lot of effort to just be negative for half an hour. <laughs> you know how and hard goes, it is. You know, she goes, you should be more grateful. Like, you know, your family's healthy. And I was like, yeah, you know, you're you're 100% right. Yeah. And she's very like level-headed. Oh my God, she is Taylor. Oh my she's God. great. She really, really is great. She's a good, she's a good person, good influence. So that's nice. Yeah, that's that how I nice. feel about Tay. So for a while I was fighting it and I was like, I want to be bad. And right. now I'm like, I can't win these fights when I'm going to fight to drink every night of the week. And that's I want to lose. And that's not a good fight to win. No shit. You don't want to win. You wanna, don't want to be like, gotcha. But I did say to her recently, so what? Like, what if we wake up in five years and you want to be vegan? Then I have to be vegan? When does the madness end? Right. Pretty no. soon she's going to be dressing me. You don't have to. Well, that does happen. I, I actually has <laughs> been helping dress me, but she also knows how to put clothes together. So I'm like, all right. Wait, I appreciate is your girlfriend that. doing your hair and makeup? Because your she's hair. my hair, yes. You're like it. Again, you've always been like and so attractive. And she showed attractive. me how to do makeup. And so I've been wearing makeup. And let me tell you, it's so fun. And I've been getting Botox and fillers. I'll keep it 100. Emma, yes. Yeah, I love getting Botox. Girl one. Yeah, could be. Man would never. See, you don't know. I mean, but me, but there's so much in the attitude. My attitude is very inherently man one, two. But that's not necessarily a good thing. But she, but yeah, I've been getting the bo- the Botox I was getting before I met her. Botox is the best. And then I started getting fillers too, but that's because I was said, I need something in my face. I want to get lips. I've Tay heard that's says, extremely no. painful. My dad does it. It's supposed to be really, really painful. Well, I trust my dad though. And he said he'll like numb me out like nobody's business. But <laughs> Tay is like, then she's the man one. She's like, no. And I'm like, then I'm going to lie to you and do it behind your back. Right. And I'll be gorgeous. And you'll be like, why are you so gorgeous? And I'll say, I don't you know. You want to be careful with the lips because you don't want to be someone, you know what I mean? You just don't want anyone to ever know you've gotten any work done. I know. I you mean, know? you know I've gotten the Botox forever, but I mean, dude, I'm down for lipo. I'm deaf's going to get it, get it, get it. My titties popping. I have a friend who did lipo and she said it was one of the biggest regrets of her life. No. Yeah. I don't know more info than that. She just said she seriously regrets doing it. Uh, I know a few people that have gotten their breasts done and they, they, two of them and they're both happy with it. I mean, so, I want to get it all done. I mean, Latoya Jackson, the fuck out of me. I, I said, <laughs> I said, I want you to freeze my butt off. I don't like my butt. And they go, what do you mean freeze it off? I go, I heard about something where you <laughs> freeze it off. I want, I want my butt like reduced. And they were like, you mean like a butt lift or something? I was like, no, the butt frozen off. And they're like, no, nah, you want no butt. Cool school you want thing, just, but on my butt. You want to be like I a cat. Think, you want I, just like a butt hole. I just don't want my butt. I just want my butt <laughs> little fucking propped up. But I started seeing a trainer so that, you know, we'll see any day now. But I, yeah, I just want the, you know. <laughs> And did you get a dog? 
It's Ashley's dog. And, and I love, love that it. dog. It gives me a lot of happiness. Emma. It's just nice. The do- you know, things in my personal life are going good. I've definitely been like more frustrated with career stuff because I guess I just feel like I've been like trying lots of different things and then I haven't had like a... Uh, something to really like pop something hasn't like really like clicked like i was doing a lot of stuff that didn't get picked up yeah which is fine that happens this is the industry it's the industry yeah well i will tell you even from just like uh watching you post those clips like i am seeing you evolve as a friend and a fan i appreciate it it's just like you are you are special ready you're ready what i well there's none of that in sight i mean i disagree i i I think it's just gonna take one thing this is the thing because i've got that ready but now i don't have a good like team around me like in a way that i used to a couple years ago which was really great because i was with this great guy and then he he left and then i stayed at the company because i love this other guy there which has been great i still love that guy so it's just but it's just things have just been like different like the touring has been slowed down because i don't have a touring guy like i did before yeah um it's just been i don't have someone working specifically in stand-up anymore so then i don't really have conversations about that but i love the guy that does the acting stuff which so he's too good i mean he gets me on so many if i was an actual actor i'd be i had an audition the other day to play i had a audition for like Days of Our Lives no to shit. be like a gorgeous bartender. Stop. And I said, I said his name's Kent. I said, okay, Kent, we got to slow our roll here. I, I, I'm pretty cute. I have a nice face. I said, I don't know how you're getting me in on gorgeous bartender <laughs> auditions because I go in and everyone's a supermodel. I mean, literally, people are like seven foot ten. Oh my god, supermodels. And I, he goes, oh, I just think you know, I send them a certain picture. I say, you know, I'm like, yeah, but you're too good. I don't need to go on this. I went on an audition <laughs> to be an Asian thug, specific for Asian people. I said, see, this is a problem. What do you for say? For those of you who don't know, Emma is not Asian. I'm quite Caucasian. So I said. <laughs> What are you saying to get me in the room here? I know you're very good. Slow your roll a little bit. And he said, I told him that, you know, you would be really good at being like the thug portion of it. So this is all great. But and they're like, you know what? Good. Maybe we'll change the ethnicity because she's so good. And people and, and then I'm not getting the stuff, but I'm like, you know, I'm like, he's I'm like, what are you saying? You're too good. You know, I'm going to, I'm auditioning to be a fire hydrant. They're like, we weren't even casting a person for this. But now this guy's so good. He's gotten this person in the room. And we don't, no one knows what's going on because he's so freaking articulate. <laughs> he's so articulate and sincere. I mean, he's really, you're like, oh yeah, absolutely. But so he's great. I love him. Here's what I think. I think in this industry, what you need to do is like, because I've been watching like, all of our friends around us. Because it is, like we were talking before, like like almost, you know everyone that's on my show now yep. from not me through like right. different channels. It's a very small industry. And so we have like a lot of overlapping friends. And I'm seeing a lot of friends who are just like fucking pop, 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 pop. And I made a decision. Off. I said for, for this year on Instagram, I am going to post everything. Like things are going exactly how I want. And I'll and trick I've, people. And ever since I started doing that, people go, oh, you're doing great. I said, well. You know what I learned? End of 2019. Yeah. Act as if. Act and as that, if. And I hate it because well, I, I like am, a motherfucker. I'm so authentic and so are you. Yeah. But it, just because you're being positive doesn't mean you're being bullshit. And I love things like The Secret. You got to wish things into existence. I'm telling you, Emma, like like even my apartment. I do not deserve to live in this apartment. You do. But I'm living there. And like when people walk in, I have to go like this. This is, <laughs> this looks like I'm a millionaire, but I'm right. not. Right. I'm a good social climber. And right. that's what that's about. And they're like, okay, so I just wanted to drop off your Uber Eats order. And you're like, <laughs> yes. Yes, Please don't you. be intimidated yeah. by me, but thank Just, you for the wine delivery. Yeah, yeah thank you. Here's a three dollar tip because that's all I can afford. I know it looks like right. I can afford a lot more, but yeah, that's a lie. You know it's all a scam. And but they're it's like, Poof. like all these little things that like it's like I think about them, I manifest them, but not like in a crazy way. I'm not like vision boarding like every single day. Right. I think about it Which and then could I'm like, be a good thing to do. But I think about it and then I'm like, eventually. Right. And then when it, when there's an opportunity to push it forward, I say tap 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 tap, mm. and it's like, and then if not, I'm still patient. And then eventually though, it kind of it feels like it falls into my lap. But it's not because I'm like, oh, I planned on that seat three years ago. Right. So that's what I'm starting to realize. Scared? Do you ever wish things that you think aren't because po- you I, can't? You that's the thing is secret. Like you have you to have to be have if good you're energy. Really because, worried about something? It's like your brain, yes. in a fucked up way, thinks it's happening. Right. So you can't like you can get scared and be like worried and stuff. Obviously, that's just like the human survival mm-hmm. kicking in. But what you can't do is you can't like fix it on the negative mm-hmm. because then that could actually like positivity begets positivity and negativity begets negativity. Mm-hmm. So that's I want like, a baguette. <laughs> right? Yummy, I can't eat bread. Yummy. No, yeah. Don't even say <laughs> bread. No. But, but I completely agree. I, I can, carbs. I'm, I, Emma, I'm dreaming. Talk about dreaming. I'm dreaming of bread. Someday. I'm, I'm, someday I'll eat bread again. Someday. On my diet, I can't eat the bread. But you're exactly right about the po- the positivity. And it was, who was it that, I forget exactly who it was that said this. And he was like, you know, when you're thinking about someone else so much or if you wish someone else like ill will, 
That's basically you wishing someone else be- is like take ill will is like taking poison for yourself and expecting it to affect them. Yep. And I was like, that's so true because they're going to keep doing their thing regardless. regardless. And guess what? These people that we focus on, how's this person doing this? Or how's this person doing that? It's really not about them. It's all about me or you or, or because it's, it's like no matter what you're in. Like, I remember when I worked in this, that office doing the recruiting, I remember there was this person, I go, how'd she get that? How'd she do that? Mah, mah, mah. And I didn't care about her. It was just the, it's that human thing to start looking around and see what's going on. It's yeah. called yardsticking. Women do it all the time. We're, yeah. like, we're way worse than guys are. Sometimes it's not necessarily bad to do, though. Sometimes no. I was trying to say, I was like, look, like I'm seeing what this person's doing. There's too big a discrepancy between what I'm doing. How can I emulate that? Because they have something that I want. Kate White, editor-in-chief of Cosmo Magazine, used to come on my radio show when I was serious all the time. It was Cosmo Radio yeah. back in the day. And she, best career advice she ever gave, she ooh, said, ooh. she said, do not... Ignore jealousy. Everyone pretends oh, interesting. like everyone says I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous. Oh, she, said, she said, "Hello, jealousy is a That's human emotion." That's all I need to hear, baby. Right? She said, "Anger, happiness, sadness. These are all human emotions. Jealousy is one of the main ones, right? And it's good because jealousy shows you." what you wish you had and where there are voids in your life. And then you know what to focus on to fill that void. Here's where jealousy goes awry. When you're jealousy, when you make your jealousy about tearing that person down you're jealous of, (laughs) that's when it doesn't work. Right, right, right. You have to to almost like say, like my friend Nicole, right? We were serious together, neck and neck forever. She was on Chelsea Handler one time. And I remember I thought, I am so proud of her and so jealous, which means I'm to try to get myself in a position like that. Right, right, right. But like, if I was really like, you know, using it in a negative way, I could have just like cut her down, talked right. shit about her behind her back, but I refused to. And I took a positive route and wow. it works out for the better. And I'm telling you, it makes you feel, you're like, you feel so good about yourself. Yeah. It's like going to the gym. You're like, oh my wow. God, I feel happy for mm-hmm. someone. Yeah. If you wish, or even if you're mad at someone and then you just take, say, I wish them well, I wish them the best. That can be empowering too. Easier said than done. But there is something to like, not fake it till you make it, but like act as if. Sure. And like, you know. No one knows what's going on. Well, you're, you are looking like you are crushing I to agree. me. I agree. Good to hear. Because I am, bitch. I, good to hear. Yeah, yeah, right. Sure. But I am, I have been happier in my um, personal life. You know, things is just That's like. That's huge. It's huge. It's things huge. have just calmed down. And also when I think about certain things, I'm like, you know. I would never trade places with anybody. Like, I love my family. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't trade those things. So it's like, there's like certain, even if someone has something you want, you wouldn't, what, what, you're going to sacrifice your, the things in your life that make you uniquely you? Not today. I would trade with Lizzo. I want to be Lizzo, but that's just really love, love, obsessed, die. But the, you give up Taylor, your apartment, your Not mom, your me. dad. Aw. Okay, fine. Your brother. Aww. How's your brother doing? He's good. Good. He doesn't like being talked about on the podcast. Oh, fair. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> That's why I went quiet. Wait, you know, my sister is, she worked in advertising for years. She was the valedictorian in Parsons, which is like a big advertising school. It's crazy. And she moved to Boston because she wanted more work-life balance. And now she had her second kid. She's like, I'm leaving advertising. I don't want to do it anymore. She wants to be a personal trainer. Wow. Yeah. This is life, man. But that's the thing. Personal is so important. I know right. business is definitely important too. And but everyone like, was like, what? Because she was so fixated on advertising. I mean, she was just, I mean, she's just, she's a really hard worker. So that's what she was doing. And then about a year ago, she started saying, I'm not happy with this. And she was like, I'm spending all my time. Like, I, I mean, I noticed a direct connection between when her happiness dipped and when she was working on an adult diaper account. <laughs> um, but whatever it was that brought her to that moment, uh, she was like, she ended up saying, you know, I'm parting ways. I want to, she's in school to become a personal trainer. But that's the thing. I mean, I think as long as you got your personal life, like you are happy in your home, you are happy with your person or mm-hmm. happy being alone. That's fine too. Like there's yeah, some people like, is. whatever, but like your whole and your personal life, that's the foundation. Mm-hmm. And then- Absolutely. I feel like all the other stuff kind of will fall into place. So totally. You, I'm so happy you are a good, in a good place with your personal life. Yeah, totally. Also, That's nice. And I like being, there's something really nice about LA. You know, get I to mean, go to the grocery store. I like LA. I mean, being t- out of Manhattan is nice too because your place is in New Jersey, right? Yeah. Being, yeah. I think I think there's a secret. Do you that miss it? Do you miss Manhattan at all? I come in every day for work. I get to do all the right, things true. I do before and then I get to leave. I think right. the big secret is Manhattan is a soul sucker. Manhattan is too expensive. That's a big, that's a big, that's it's a big cr- doozy. And, and you don't get anything like there is no, like you don't get value. Right. Even when I was rich, it still wasn't right. satisfying. Right. So are you in the Facebook group? I'm not in okay. my Facebook group. And then there's a woman who does, who works in HR at the place I do one of my podcasts. I don't know if it's HR or accounting. Did I tell you this? And no. when she, they sent me a check one time and she'd written like, hey girl, hey on the envelope. And I was like, Stop. Oh, Stop. Hey, girl, hey. 
Dude, it is a small world. Small world. And I'm so proud of who, all the different co-hosts that you have. You've got a great like group of them. We have a really good lineup. And you've and Hannah's doing stand-up now, too. Hannah's doing good fucking for her. great. And, you know, Sean Kilby's with Betches now. He's nice. got a promotion. Cool. Like, everyone's fucking thriving. Are you still doing that Brides? I am Betches Brides. Betches Brides. Yeah. What, what's, what's, how does it feel like when you're like working on wedding stuff all the time? You know, well, I'm, I'm gearing up to propose to Tay. OMG. So. How are you going to do it? I don't know. We've talked about it. Like, I feel like all this pressure. The Taylor, man stop won. listening. I know, right? She's editing it. Uh, as the man one to be like, to propose to her and like on bend and knee and like. Right, right. And I was like, and she just wants to get fucking engaged. I was like, Tay, I'm freaking out. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. I am a girl. I am the right. girl one. I, I don't know how to do this guy stuff. And so I think we might, it might not be like such a big to do. And we might what just if you like put a ring in a cupcake. <laughs> Wait, what are the what's her favorites? <laughs> that was not not original. Off. Didn't you? Well, didn't you? I remember one time you said that. I remember you'd always be like, "Oh, she eats this stuff that um, <laughs> that like I can't believe she eats it and stays thin. Like, doesn't she eat like white bread and like salami, like salami yeah, and stuff? Candy bar. What, what about the stuff that you She'll totally dis- eat it, Emma. You disapprove of her eating, and then you put the ring in that motherfucker. I don't disapprove of anything she does. She disapproves oh. of everything that I do. Right, son of a bitch. <laughs> um, what if you go skiing and you put the ring in a ski boot? She can't ski. Ah! <laughs> I'm out of ideas. <laughs> I tried, Taylor. I tried. Thank you. Yeah. But we, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But that is exciting though, to gear up to propose. Yeah. So this you know, is like, be so fun. That's like big stuff, you know? And mm-hmm. then like in the marriage, the whole thing. But how do we it's get exciting. on the topic? Um, I was, I asked you how the bitches podcast yeah, is going. Betches. betches. So yeah. So it's great because I'm like, fuck yeah. Hook a sister up with some vendors, baby. Oh, right. Because now you'll know everybody. So you can like get the free you whatever the hell. Yeah. Bartering that's is well and alive in my life. Absolutely. I'm not above that shit. I'm not good at that. Ashley's very good at that. She's really good at bartering because she's really good at like when we were like furnishing the apartment, she was like going on these like sites where she was getting like really like designer stuff. Like we have this like insanely expensive coffee table that she got marked down to like $300. It's like no. a four grand table, but no. she got it from some place where we went and picked it up. I've never done anything like that in my life. So wait, you're living together. Yeah. Girl, this is fucking awesome. It's it, And it's in LA. And I mean, I'm still traveling a pretty good amount and then she'll travel and she has a place in New Orleans that she rents out because her family lives there. Okay. So she goes back there to see her family quite a bit too. But it's nice because in the you know, I haven't been with someone who has a freelance schedule as well. It's really so then nice. we get to spend time together in pockets of time that I wasn't able to when I was with someone that was working a more traditional schedule. Yeah. You know? And she'll come with me to she'll come with me to Vegas when I do shows in Vegas and stuff like that. So it's that's nice good. to have your person with you. Like sometimes yeah. Tay comes on tour with us and it's like the fucking best, you know? Yeah, it's nice. Then it's like I'm I mean, I'm not missing anything. And I like getting alone time too. So it kind of like works out that I feel like I get a good mix of it. And I I have been ha- I've been having to work on being less messy because that was like a point of contention. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And I like I used to always get the laundry sent out, and she said no, no. no. I said because in. <sighs> It's no, I don't like strangers touching my stuff. I don't give a fuck. Emma, I could talk with you for a million years. Yes. I literally know you have to go. I'm actually mm-hmm. where we went way over. Um, and that's it for us, you guys, on Thank you guys so this much. episode of Taste of Taylor. Make sure to check out Emma and all her stuff she's doing. She's on Instagram at Emma Wilman. Yes. Two M's, two L's, two N's. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Inside the Closet with Mateo Lane and duh, Emma Wilman. Yep. And then, of course, Secret Keepers Club with Carly Aquilino. Yes, thank you, Emma. Taylor. And I appreciate you guys so much. Your listener base from... Um, Taste of Taylor really like, you know, just from your shows in general really made me feel more comfortable with like cultivating my, cultivating my voice, even, even doing that man with stuff. Cause I was like, I don't know if that's relatable. And I think it was crystal clear, Christine, I think who called in and was like, yes, it is. Or, you know, I've, and I've developed relationships with some of your like listeners, you know what I mean? Like shout out to Bob. Fucking amazing. Yeah. And Nat, like it's, it's really not, you know what I mean? Like it's just really, really just like such a great group of people. And I love meeting you guys at shows. So it's really, it's fun. Thank you. If you meet Emma, scream out, Hey girl, Hey, say Hey girl, Hey, she'll know what's up. I'll know what's up and every now and then someone said hey girl hey and they don't listen to the show and that's fucking awkward <laughs> that's not good for me hey girl hey and I go oh my god hey girl hey how you doing and they're like what and I'm like oh and thanks <laughs> you don't listen they go listen to what and I'm like yeah. <laughs> uh, that's it for us you thank guys make you guys sure so to much. rate review and subscribe Emma thank you so much thank you and you guys that's it for us this week back next week bye girl bye <laughs> <laughs>